bless you. Please be seated. Amen. Amen. Tell someone you're on the winning side. You're winning. Amen. Amen. And when you're telling the person, smile. If you're on the winning side, you smile. Don't be angry when you're telling them. Amen. If you're angry, it's not convincing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, when, when people are on the winning side and uh, either they are in the stadium, we, we, we know who is winning. You know, we know who is winning, whether the home side or away. Amen? Uh, because the winning side is the noisy side. Amen? I, I've never seen the losing side rejoicing and celebrating. They keep quiet and uh, get angry and go home. But you're on the winning side. You know, you need to believe that. You're on the winning side. So, uh, the Bible says rejoice always because you're on the winning side. Pray without ceasing because you're on the winning side. In everything, give thanks because you're on the winning side. Amen? And the Bible says rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks because this is the will of God concerning us in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we are on the winning side. So it's important that you continue to rejoice always, not only in church. It's not churchianity. It's Christianity. You're not going home empty-handed because pastor will not go home with you. Nobody, the Lord will go with you. His presence will be with you. His spirit will be with you. His promise will go with you. And that word that you receive will become flesh in the name of Jesus. Let's look at the scripture again and just prepare ourselves for our thanksgiving. And uh, we looked at Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 2, looking unto Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God of God you know once you look onto Jesus Christ as the youth conversation you see the vision and you take the steps the goals to attain the vision if you don't look onto Jesus Christ uh, as we said in the first service doubt would derail you okay discouragement would derail you distress would derail you distraction would derail you Delay, continuous delay will derail you. And lastly, defeat. If you don't look unto Jesus Christ, then I don't think you would believe that you are on the winning side. And the likelihood is before the challenge, we lose hope already. And if you go to any hospital, the doctors might not, some doctors a lot of doctors might not be believers, but they let you know when a person has lost hope, that is the end of it. Their system shuts down. And death is inevitable. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You want to ensure that you continuously look on to Jesus. And I just want to quickly look at a scripture in Psalm 73 so that we can see what happens when you do not look on to Jesus and we will get ourselves ready. 73, Psalm 73. And uh, I believe this is the psalmist saying what he saw and that's what happens when we take our focus away from the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's look at it. It says a psalm of Asaph, Psalm 73. 
And we'll just read quickly. Truly God is good to Israel. You know, the psalmist says God is good. And to such as are pure in the heart. That is acknowledgement of God's goodness and faithfulness. But verse 2 says, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. Even though God is good, the psalmist is saying, I got distracted somewhere along the line. And I almost was derailed. Look at what he was saying. And it, it's some of the thoughts that some of us are carrying. And I pray that you will receive a revelation from this scripture to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. See what the psalmist says here. This is for I was envious of the boastful. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, it's like, a, it seems as if this believer thing, this church thing is not working. See the people that are not born again. See the people out there. It's like they are enjoying life, in quotes. Verse 4 says, but there was no pang in their death, but their strength is firm. Even when they, someone, they lose, you know, when they lose a family member, it's like they are dancing and celebrating and rejoicing and as if everything is well. And you are wondering, am I in the right place? Is, it, is there any profit in my being a believer? Verse 5 says, they are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Even when they are getting into all sorts of scams, they, it seems as if they are getting away with it. But you as a believer, you enter, you, you are in trouble. So you, you continue to compare yourself. Instead of looking on to Jesus, you begin to compare yourself with your fellow human beings and compare yourself with unbelievers. And use unbelievers as your standard. And that's what the psalmist was saying. I almost stumbled because I was using unbelievers as my standard. It says they are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. It's like everything seems to be working out for them. Then why am I in church? Where are the promises of God? Verse 8 says, and they scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. It's like they don't even fear God. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongues walk through the earth. You hear them talk blasphemy. And verse 10 says, therefore his people return here and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the most high God? Behold, they are ungodly. I'll just keep that. And it went further. When I thought about how this, how to understand this, it was painful. That's verse, verse, uh, verse uh, 16. When I thought how to understand all that I have said, and I want to encourage you to read the whole chapter. When I thought about how it was painful, how people do not know God seem to be doing well, how people do not, that do not know God seem to be, it's as if things are working out with them. Then how come I that know God seem to, we're going through more challenges than them. And this is where you have taken your focus away. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And you have taken your focus on what matters most. And God knows. As you focus on what matters more, all the other things you are looking for, you will get it. 
Well, we are comparing ourselves with. And what did the psalmist say in verse 17? Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood. Amen. Then he, when he went into the presence of God and looked unto Jesus Christ, then he had a revelation that I'm not wasting my time. My serving God is not in vain. God is faithful. God will show up. Because as I embrace him, I will not let him go until he blesses me. Because it is not man that has saved me. It is not man that has delivered me. It is not man that has kept me. It is God. And Apostle Paul says, the God that I belong to in Acts chapter 27, the God that I belong to and the God that I serve, I said there will be no loss of life. We, we all belong to God, but we do not all serve God. As you hold on to God, you will testify. You will come and testify of the goodness of the Lord. His goodness and mercy will follow you. And this is what the psalmist discovered. And he now realized that I am taking my focus away. And when he concluded, verse 28, For it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. Then that I may declare all his works. Despite everything I'm saying, I know their end. I know my end. I am with God. And I will continue to be with God. I will not let God go. It is not what I see. It is what I know. Amen. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. That I may be conformed unto his death. I want us to rise up on our faith. We want to thank this God. We want to declare all his mighty works. He has been good. You did not wake yourself for my brother, my sister. If it were not for God, you would not be alive this moment. Yes, the enemy has destined that you're, you're, you will be terminated. But God said no. Amen. It is God that will continue to carry. There's nobody else, not even the strongest man, can carry you permanently. They would have to put you down to rest. God that keeps you, he neither sleeps nor slumbers. He will not leave you, he will not forsake you. We want to declare, do we want to declare thanksgiving unto this God? As we bring out our offering, as we bring out our dance steps, as we bring out our praises, as we bring out all that God has prepared for us, has given unto us. It is to his glory. It is to his glory. Prepare your thanksgiving offering. Uh, prepare yourself as I invite the choir to come forth. And as they sing choruses unto the most high God. As the psalmist says, it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. Uh, that I may declare all his works. You and I are going to declare his works. Even as the free gift comes forth. We will declare his works. We will give thanks. We would appreciate him. We will give glory because it is only God that can do what he says he will do. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.